Hello everybody and welcome to In the Car with Clayton. I'm Clayton Caldwell. In the Car with Clayton is a short 15 to 20 minute clip about NASCAR talk in the car. Today we're going to discuss the entries for the Daytona 500 and who might make the Daytona 500 and who will have a tougher time at making the Daytona 500. If you have any questions that you want asked here on In the Car with Clayton that you want answered, you can email me at cgcaldwell89. Find me on Twitter at cgcaldwell89. Or find me on Facebook at Clayton Caldwell. So the entry list is out for the Daytona 500. It came out uh, Wednesday night about 8, 7.30, 8 o'clock. And currently, as we sit now on, on Thursday morning... There are 42 cars on the entry list. You got your 36 chartered teams. Those 36 cars, no matter what happens during the week of the Daytona 500, they are going to race in the Daytona 500. There's no doubt about that. Um, so there's four spots at the end of the field, called open spots, NASCAR calls them, that are up for grabs for the Daytona 500. So there's currently six open teams that do not have a charter on the entry list, and we expect that there'll be two more added with eight. Uh, the number seven team of NY Racing, Jonathan Cohen's team with uh, uh, Steakhouse Alita's sponsor, and J.J. Yelly sounds like he's going to be the driver. They're expected to be added to the entry list, as well as the number 97 Toyota of Obeka Racing. Victor Obeka is the owner of that team. Tanner Berryhill a former Xfinity Series driver for a couple of years. He's in the 97 car for this season. And they were planning on running the full schedule. They announced the sponsorship for Daytona. So it's only a matter of time before we see them added to the entry list for the 61st Daytona 500. So when I look at this field, it's very interesting because you look at the open teams, there's a group of four that have a lot of experience, have some horsepower, and then there's a group of four where you look at it and you say, they might have a tougher time at making this race than, than everybody else. So um, and with all four, only four open spots at the end of the field, you kind of sit there and you go, well, maybe um, we already know who's going to run for the Daytona 500. So if you're unfamiliar with qualifying for the Daytona 500 and how it works, how we qualify the field, um, it's a lot different than what it used to be. You know, you used to have, if you finished in the top 15, in your duels, or your top 14 in your duels, uh, you could make the Daytona 500 no matter what. No matter what happened, you were in the Daytona 500. And then the rest of the field was based on qualifying speed of, of the day of, on Sunday. And then also you had a provisional starters. You had some uh, teams that, let's say, you know, if you were higher in owner points than somebody else and you weren't good, your time wasn't good enough, and you didn't finish in your top 15 in your duel, then you were able to make the field based on your owner points from the year before so that's no longer the case now like i said there's 36 cars for 40 spots that are automatically locked in um one car from each duel will be taken so there's two duels one open car is going to be taken that's it there's nobody else um it used to be two when we had a top 35 rule that's not the case anymore either um it's one from each duel, and then they take two of the fastest qualifying teams in the Daytona 500 that that weren't locked in. 
Uh, so when you think about that and you think about those prospects quick, you know, it, it puts a lot of emphasis on horsepower. And the first t- cars I think about with horsepower, especially on a super speedway tracks, is Richard Childress Racing and ECR engines. Richard Childress is going to have an open car in this Daytona 500. Um, the number 31 of Daniel, of, of, excuse me, the number 31 of Tyler Reddick is the open car. Now, you might say, well, the 31 car ran last year. It did. But the 31's number in that team has changed this number to number 8. Tyler Reddick is the 31 car, but he's an open car. Daniel Hamrick is going to drive the number 8, taking over Ryan Newman's old team, which was a 31 last season. It's a little confusing, but so this that's why this 31 team is not locked into the field because the team that ran as a 31 last year is now the 8 team here in 2019. So that's why it's a little bit confusing there, saying, well, 31 was in last year. It's just a matter of, of uh, really a new team has cropped up from Richard Childers Racing, and they just threw the number 31 on it. So Tyler Reddick, is, Simba Court's going to be his sponsor on that car. Um, he's going to have to qualify his way in, which I think he can definitely do. Uh, ECR, Danny Lawrence, who, who made, who's the head, head engine builder, head engine guy over there at Earnhardt Childress Racing Engines, um, does a tremendous job. The engines are always fast, especially on these super speedways. They've always seemed to be fast, even back to the days of Dale Earnhardt, back when RCR really, uh, you know, got got their stuff together. And, and Earnhardt won, what, 10 in a row, 11 uh, 125s in a row. They were always very, very fast. Mike Skinner took a pole here back uh, back in the day. You know, Jeff Burton sat on the pole here. Jeff Green took a pole, all with ECR engines. You know, Austin Dillon took the pole not too long ago. So ECR engines, Richard Childress Racing engines, however you want to look at it, they've been extremely fast here on the super speedway tracks, notoriously. So when you think about that and you think about the fact that they're probably not doing a lot of drafting with that 31 car and I'm not sure how much practice they're going to have. They don't do much practice anyway in the draft. I'm not sure um, on that Saturday before qualifying how much practice these teams are going to do in the draft. But this 31 car, I think, is going to have be overly, overly um, aggressive towards their qualifying setup because they have to be. You know, if you are in a top two, no matter what happens in your duels, you're locked into the Daytona 500. And if you have an opportunity to be in the top two in qualifying, I mean, obviously, you're going to set up your car to do that. So I think the 31 of Tyler, of Tyler Reddick is, is going to lock himself into the Daytona 500 via, via qualifying speed. I think it could be very, very interesting. It could be, I think he could be a top 10 speed of all Daytona 500 qualifying. Um, so that's something interesting. Uh, also, another car that's an open car that's got RCR. There's three open cars that's got these ECR engines I was describing earlier. Uh, Danny Lawrence prepared engines. Um, the second one of those is, is Casey Mears, which was sort of a surprise to a lot of people. That he came out of the woodworks. Mears hasn't driven a cup race since 2016. Ran a handful of Xfinity Series races in 2017. Didn't run at all in 2018. Uh, and now he's trying to make the Daytona 500 here in 2019. Um, it's a second Jermaine racing car. If you remember Casey Mears, towards the end of his career, uh, ran a lot, ran three or four years with Jermaine Racing. And now he's going to try and make a second car for Jermaine Racing. Ty Dillon in the 13 is, is Jermaine Racing's first car. Mears in the number 27 
Chevrolet will be the second car. The car is also uh, being helped by Premium Motorsports, Jay Robinson, that entry. Uh, Pat Trison is the crew chief there. Pat Trison works at Premium Motorsports' shop. So they, it's sort of a premium germane. We're not really sure as far as what the percentage is or how much input premium has compared to how much input Jermaine has. But I'll say this. They have an ECR engine. Casey Mears is a very good driver. He's a, he's a veteran. He knows what he's doing out there. Um, I think that team's got a very good shot at making the Daytona 500. Uh, and I think they got a very good shot at qualifying their way in, you know, and because they have the ECR engines. I think that's huge. So Casey Mears is something to keep an eye on for sure. And that 27 car, uh, I think he's gonna he could qualify his way in as well. I think one of the only other cars that can that I think in the, that will qualify in the top two is going to be Brendan Gaughan. Uh, Gaughan's in the 62 this this week. Beard Motorsports is the team. If you remember last year, he ran this team all four super speedway races last season. Uh, they do a pretty good job on the super speedways. They have ECR engines. Gone wouldn't want anything else in that race car. So they're going to have the horsepower to be very fast. Gone ran very well last year in, in the super speedway tracks. He made every single one as an open team. I think he's going to do that again here this year. So I think he's a guy you look at and you say uh, he could definitely qualify his way in as well. So I think those three teams, I'd be shocked if any one of the other five open teams went out and put up a, a speed that would beat one of those three teams. I think those three teams are going to be fighting for the top two spots in qualifying. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be making this, the field on time. What's interesting about the Daytona 500 is just because you qualify in on time doesn't mean you, don't, you can't race your way in. So let's say it's Daniel Hemrick, or excuse me, let's say it's Tyler Reddick and Brendan Gaughan that qualified their way into the Daytona 500. They're the fast, two fastest open teams in the Daytona 500. Well, they're going to go and they're going to race in their duel anyway. And if they finish in the top two, in the, in, uh, or they're the top open team in their duel, they're going to make the Daytona 500 via their duel spot. And what that will do for them essentially is it won't put them at the rear of the field. You know, I, uh, the two spots for qualifying are essentially going to be at the rear of the field, uh, 39th and 40th. So they're not going to start dead last. They're going to start where they finish in their duel, essentially. You know, uh, if they're on, if they're in duel one, they'll probably start in the inside row. Uh, if they finish, you know, fifth in their duel, hypothetically, they're going to start on the inside of row six because the, the pole sitter's already set. Um, I know that's kind of confusing too, but we'll get into that a little bit later. But they can... My point is, they can race their way in on the duels. So that leaves uh, the next spot open. So let's say, you know, I said uh, it was gone and, and Tyler Reddick racing, qualifying their way in. So let's say Casey Mears is third. Casey Mears would get in. He'd be the next guy in on his speed because his speed would fall to somebody who's already not qualified in. And if gone and Reddick race their way in, they're in via their they're already in the Daytona 500, so they didn't. They don't need to fall back on their speed. So Casey Mears would be next, or whoever's next, third and fourth, if both of them run in, or third if one of the one of the two guys who qualified their way in run their way in. So that's very interesting to keep in keep in mind as well. I think another team that everybody's kind of looking at as a team that can make this Daytona 500 is the Gaunt Brothers Racing Team and Parker Kligerman. Um Parker, I think, is very underrated as a driver. He does a tremendous job. 
Uh, he really does does a, a great job as a. Uh, I think he got a raw deal in the Cup Series. I think he's a very good driver. He when he ran Arca in 2009. I know it's the Arca Series. He was unbelievable to watch. He really was. He was tremendous, tremendous. He had such good success there. He did okay in the Truck Series. Ran uh, ran pretty good at Kyle Busch Motorsports, but never really had that opportunity in Cup. Went to Swan Racing. That team fell apart. And the, the story's history. He's kind of faded out, unfortunately, as a driver. But we've seen him run very well in the Truck Series. He's doing that again this year. The 75 truck for Henderson Motorsports. He ran and won Talladega for them a few years back. Uh, so Klugerman knows how to get around these play tracks. He's proven that in the past. He's proven that again here uh, recently. And Gaunt Brothers, I think, is a good team. They, they got some funding. They're going to have – they've made it to 2,500 the last two years, I believe, with DJ Kennington aboard. So uh, I think Parker could definitely make this 500. I think he's a guy who can race his way in. And those four, the guys I've already talked about – I think are in one group. You sit there and you go, okay, they're in a group where if everything goes according to plan, they should make the Daytona 500. Then you've got the other four. The other four teams that need a lot of help, I think, to make the Daytona 500. And the first guy I'm going to touch on there, and the first team I'm going to touch on is Tommy Baldwin Racing because they're a team that's got a lot of recognition, that's got a lot of um, very interesting background Baldwin has won the Daytona 500 as a crew chief with Ward Burton back in 2002 he started the team back in 2009 ran up until about 2017 before 2016 before he sold everything and got out went to the truck series to help Stuart Friesian when last year was in the cup series a little bit helping out premium motorsports those didn't really seem to to uh impress him too much and now Baldwin's back running his own race team part-time again here in the Cup Series in 2018. Ryan Truex from New Jersey, Mayetta, New Jersey, the, the brother of Martin Truex Jr., will try and make the Daytona 500 and the number 71 SL Construction Chevrolet for Tommy Baldwin Racing. Um, there, I think, and I'm not 100% sure about this, but I believe they're going to have ECR engines for this as well. So there's four open teams that are going to have ECR engines. But Baldwin, to me, is a team that might not have the wherewithal to get the best that ECR has to offer out of their engine department. So I think that's why I put them in a second group of they need a lot of help to make this race. Uh, I think Truex is very capable of running his way in. Um, and I think that as of all the other open teams, I think he's got the best chance of racing his way in because I think he's he's just a, he's got experience. Tommy Baldwin's got experience in this race. And I think that team can make their way into the Daytona 500 by, by racing their way in. Now, they need some help, I think. I think they're going to need help where they need might, you know, going might need to push them or something of that nature. So whether there's an accident to help them get in, I think that, but I think they have a the best shot out of the rest of the four to make their way in. Um, the next, now the other three are, are interesting because they're, they're very small teams um, I know Joey Gase is running the 66 for Carl Long, NBM Motorsports. Um, that team has some funding this year. I think Gase and everybody's a little bit more excited for that team than I am. Uh, they're going to run full-time again this year. But that team, i got to see them make the 500. You know, they're, they're a smaller operation. They kind of put together and, and do what they can their best they can. But their engines aren't the best. Their chassis aren't the best. Gase is still learning how to do this. So that team is uh, 
is an, they're going to need a lot of help, I think, to make this Daytona 500. And those are the six cars currently on the entry list for the Daytona 500. Uh, the six open teams, I should say. Uh, Casey Mears in the 27, Tyler Reddick in the 31, Brendan Gaughan in the 62, Joey Gase in the 66, and Ryan Truex in the 71, and Parker Klugman in the 96. Those are the six teams that are currently on the entry list as we sit here Thursday morning. But there's two teams, I'm going to touch on them quick. There's two teams that are outside the entry list right now that are expected to make to run for the Daytona 500. One of them is the number seven NY Racing Ford of J.J. Yaley. Now Baldwin, if you know Tommy Baldwin, you know his history, he loves to run the number seven. His dad was a was a modified racer in the in, in the Northeast here where I live, a uh, very famous modified racer for a long time, ran the number seven NY car for a long time. Baldwin likes to have his hands on a number seven. Couldn't get his hands on it because NY Racing purchased that that number. So with with that in mind, you would think they have the intention to run the Daytona 500. There's been some pictures on Instagram about them running the Daytona 500. So it looks like they're going to run the Daytona 500. J.J. Yaley, uh, who's a veteran race car driver who I, I think the world of, I think he's got a lot of skill. Um, I, you know, his first endeavor in the Cup, I didn't think he was really ready for it. I thought he was very raw. And now that he's got a couple more years under his belt, a lot more experience running in in equipment that is not what I call uh, tremendous equipment. It, it's, you know, and you have to be a special driver to get the most out of that equipment. I think Yelly's been able to do that over the last couple of years. He's run for in the Xfinity Series for RSS Racing, done a tremendous job there. Ran also for TriStar Motorsports out of the Xfinity Series for a while. So I think JJ's got some experience with these uh, lower-budgeted teams where he can pull off a miracle and I think that's what NY Racing is going to need and maybe that's why we haven't seen them on the entry list because they looked at the Casey Mears of the world and went oh my goodness they looked at the 62 of the world and going we got our cut our work cut out for us so maybe at the last minute they just said you know what we're not going to come down to the Daytona 500 because um we don't know if we're going to make it, it it's really a, a tough sell for us to make the Daytona 500 but until they absolutely come out and say that they're not going to make the Daytona 500, um, they're not going to come to the Daytona 500. We have to include them on this list. Again, they're in the other four where they're going to need a lot of help to make the 500. Um, I, I just really think they're going to need a lot of help. And the final team I'm going to talk about, and a team that I think needs all the help in the world to make the Daytona 500, uh, I believe they're going to be eighth of the eight open cars in qualifying. And I think they're going to have a tough time hanging on to the draft. And that's the Obeka Racing Team, number 97, Tanner Berryhill. Berryhill does not have a ton of experience in NASCAR. You can say what you want. He's got, what, one year full-time Xfinity, if that, in his career. And I understand he's learning, but that's not who I want in the car to make the Daytona 500 is a guy who's learning how to race. Um, you know, I want a veteran who knows how to get it done here and get around Daytona, knows the draft very well uh, to make the 500, like a J.J. Yaley. Um, I, that's why I think Yelly's got a much better chance of making this 500 because he's a veteran. He's done it before. He's run the Daytona 500 before. You know, he's run it numerous times. He's he's got hundreds and hundreds of NASCAR races under his belt. Barry Hill's got maybe 20, 25 at the most. So I wouldn't be jumping up for joy right now if I'm Victor Obeka. They announced a little bit of a sponsorship at the NASCAR Hall of Fame, which was kind of shocking, but. I believe it was Wave Media or Wave Energy or something. Wave Media or something like that was a sponsorship they announced. Um, they're gonna have a tough time. They're gonna need some real help. I'd be surprised if they don't if they're not in the bottom in qualifying, and I'd be surprised if they're not the team that struggles the most in the draft as well. So um, 
those are your eight cars, the eight open cars that can make the Daytona 500. I hope I explained it very well for you. And uh, qualifying Sunday at 12 o'clock is qualifying. Remember, remember, when you watch qualifying, the top two open teams are locked into the Daytona 500. Also, uh, they, they set the front row for the Daytona 500. Whoever qualifies first and second, they can't touch them. The rest of the field will be will be determined. Their starting positions will be determined in the 150s on Thursday. Uh, and the rest of the six open teams will have to try and make the final two spots in the Great American Race via their duels. I want to thank everybody for listening to Clayton in the car tonight. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye, everybody.